gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to My Two Cents Podcast, episode 97, which is entitled, Finally, I'm your host, G2. And before I get into the topics today, let me read you out the National Food Days of the Week. Today is October 23rd. It is Boston Cream Pie Day. Tomorrow, October 24th, it is Food Day as well as Bologna Day. October 25th, Greasy Foods Day. October 26th, Pumpkin Pie Day and also Mince Meat Day. October 27th, American Beer Day, as well as Potato Day, so drink responsibly. October 28th, Chocolate Day. And finally, to round it off, October 29th, it is Oatmeal Day. Now with that out of the way, I have to read off some condolences. Uh, Last week, I was too busy getting into the topics that I forgot certain people that passed away last week. Like, for example, Angela Lansbury, she's most known for Murder, She Wrote. And for people that are probably my age, you probably know her for Beauty and the Beast. She was the voice of Mrs. Teapot. So that is more where I know her from. Technically, I'm more of a cartoon Disney watcher from time to time. So I know her more from that. And also, I watched Nanny McPhee from time to time when I was younger. And she was on Nanny McPhee. And she has a litany and plethora of career-like credentials to her name if you want to know more you can go and look at her wikipedia page you can go and just scout it out she did a lot during her whole entire time on this earth she passed away at the age of 95 so again i want to say uh i'm sorry for not mentioning her last week so i that was my fault on that as well as i forgot to mention kevin hart's father passing last week kevin hart revealed that his father died in a touching tribute as this comes from page six as it reads r.i.p to one of the realest and rawest to ever do it love you dad the comedian wrote in caption of a series of instagram photos of himself with his late father last wednesday when he let everybody know that his father passed away so i want to say i'm sorry to both the Lansbury family and Kevin Hart's family for not acknowledging their suffering and their passing of their loved ones last week. That is my apology, my um, bad on that. So I want to wish you guys my condolences and again, my apologies for that. Now I have to get on to one more person that we lost this week. That person is the son of professional wrestling uh, legend, Kevin Nash, his son, Tristan Nash, uh, passed away this week. He died at the age of 26, as this come from People.com. Um, WWE Hall of Famer Kevin Nash is mourning the death of his son, Tristan Nash. Tristan died at the age of 26. Professional wrestling reporter Sean Ross Sapp announced via Twitter on Thursday, on behalf of Kevin and Tamara Nash, I have to unfortunately report that their son, Tristan Nash, has tragically passed away at the age of 26. The statement began. It added Tristan recently started working on Kevin's new podcast and the two enjoyed their time together. The Nash family asks if you could please respect their privacy at this time. 
Now, people on Twitter would also make the correlation that Tristan Nash did pass away on the birthday of Kevin Nash's best friend, Scott Hall's birthday. So that's another thing to add onto the list of things that Kevin Nash has to deal with this past year. Because at the beginning of this year, around March time, his best friend Scott Hall passed away. And now his son passed away on his best friend's birthday. So now, again, this is something that Kevin Nash has to deal with. It's real weird to me. Again, I've said this last week, and I'm going to constantly say it. When you hear of a 20 some year-old or even younger passing away, that is weird. And for his son to pass away at the age of 26, that's uh, real tragic. I do feel sorry for the Nash family. My heart goes out to them. Um, I just want to wish them nothing but well wishes at this moment. So again, prayers to the Nash family, prayers to the Kevin Hart family, and prayers to the Lansbury family for all the uh, people that they have lost throughout this week and last week. So again, um, condolences to all of them. Now, on to the topics at hand. I want to get to the first thing I want to talk about is Donald Trump. Donald Trump, as reported this week from Insider, Donald Trump finally gets served a $250 million New York fraud lawsuit after three weeks and a court order. As it reports, Donald Trump has lost the first legal skirmish in his battle against New York's Attorney General Lydia James and her $250 million fraud case against him. After three weeks in a court order, he's finally been officially served with a 220-page lawsuit. Trump was officially served through his attorney, Elena Haba, by sending in electronic mail a message containing a secure cloud link to PDF attachments to all of the documents, James said in a court filing Thursday. The lawsuit accuses the Trump Organization of a decade-long pattern of fraudulently exaggerating the company's worth. It seeks a quarter billion dollars in penalties and to bar the Trumps from doing business in New York. Representatives for Trump and his son, Eric, and executive vice president at his family's, well, father's company, had evaded service of the lawsuit ever since it was filed three weeks ago on September 21st. Haba and a lawyer for Eric Trump, Clifford Robert, never replied to emails sent by the attorney general the same day requesting confirmation that they were the appropriate persons to accept service. Her office complained in a court filing last week. Lawyers for all of the suit's other defendants including Ivanka Trump and Donald Trump Jr., had meanwhile quickly accepted service. So the other two, Ivanka and Donald Trump Jr., had accepted the service of saying, yo, you're getting served, here's your paperwork, cool, fine, whatever, while the father and Eric Trump are the ones hiding out. And you know what? To be fair, and I mean this to be fair, a lot of people try to avoid being served whenever you gonna know you're going to get served with something, especially court paperwork. You know you're going to be served, so you try to evade it as much as you can, but you guys couldn't evade this one. So we got to wait and see what happens with you guys. Do I think you guys are going to be paying up $250 million? No. Do I think you guys are going to be barred for working or making businesses in New York? Maybe. It all depends about how much of the one percenters in New York actually hate the Trumps to make all this stuff go into motion, but... Only time will tell when this whole thing actually does happen, when this whole court case proceedings actually happens with Trump and the New York Attorney General. Now, continuing on with Trump, as this comes from CNN Politics, January 6th committee announces it has sent a subpoena to former President Donald Trump. As it reads, the House Select 
committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol announced on Friday that the panel has officially sent a subpoena to former President Donald Trump as it paints him as the central figure in the multi-step plan to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. The committee issued the subpoena to try to compel Trump to sit for a deposition under oath and to provide documents. The panel is ordering Trump to overturn documents by November 4th and either appear in person or virtually for one or more days of deposition testimony beginning on or about November 14th. Trump's attorney said Friday afternoon that they will review the subpoena and respond as appropriate to this unprecedented action. While it is not clear if Trump will comply with the subpoena, the action serves as a way for the committee to set down a marker and make clear they want information directly from Trump as the panel investigates the attack. Trump could also fight the subpoena in court, possibly setting up a hugely significant battle that could go to the highest level of the nation's judicial branch, but it also possible such a legal challenge would outlast the committee's mandate. So Trump could fight this thing. I could see Trump fighting it because that's all Trump's going to do. And that's all Trump's been known to do. Fight, fight, fight. Ever since the whole elections uh, voting whole thing, he thought that he was supposed to win or voting fraud or whatever the case he wants to do. But he lost the election. Joe Biden's the president now. He doesn't like that he lost. But all right, cool, fine, whatever. You can spew that all you want, but it's not true. But my whole thing is here. He's going to fight this. I just want this guy to sit in front of these people and just answer for the stupid mess, man. Come on, dog. I understand you're going to try to hide behind your lawyers that you be paying for or whoever's paying for you. I just don't like the fact that we are just literally just twiddling our thumbs and be like, all right, he's going to just either sit in front of us or virtually. He got to turn over documents. What you mean? This document stuff should have already been turned over to you guys by now. All this should have already happened. That's why I titled this thing finally, because now Donald Trump's finally going to have to speak in front of these people to actually answer for his part in the whole January 6th riot, the insurrection, however you want to label this thing. Donald Trump now has the answer for this. I can't wait to see how he's going to sit in front of these people. That's only if we actually get to that point. I hope that the judicial system actually just throws out Trump's whole challenge, to be honest with you, because I don't know anybody in the world, literally, that comes over here and that would have did what he did, caused a big riot, a big insurrection, a big whatever you want to call it. To me, I say a big attack, point blank period, the way they would do it for any other race, if that race, a black, Asian, Mexican, uh, Middle Eastern, however you want to say it. Anybody but Caucasian would have did this. This thing would have called an attack on American democracy, an attack on an American government. This would have been just labeled as plant blank terrorism, period. He had these people up in arms going down there to do this. And you mean to tell me we waited all this time for Trump to finally get labeled and hit with some subpoena paperwork? Finally, we're finally getting there, so we're getting some progress, but I want this thing to finally just be done with. Label him and charge him with some type of terrorism or some type of charge that is high enough to fit the bill of almost terrorism, if you want to go with that. Just do something, or label him with like being a guy that was going against the country, something. I don't care what you do. You got to get Trump because he led this thing. And for him to be out here just constantly 
swinging his golf club, going to the golf course, just going about his day in the public eye, because I do not know what type of chaos is going on in his public life, like private life, not public, but his private life inside his home or wherever he's living. I don't know that, but from the public eye, him walking around, just being nonchalant, going to golf courses, swinging his golf clubs and doing his normal day activities. What distress do you see on his face? I see none. Privately inside his own home, he might be seeing some distress, but publicly, the paparazzi getting him, I don't see nothing. And for me, that's a problem because he was the he was the figurehead. He was literally the figurehead to this whole insurrection deal. Now, before I get off Trump, I just want you guys to think about this. Do you guys remember Charles Manson and his whole like Manson family situation? Because if you do remember his Manson family situation and you remember the whole gruesome uh, murders of Hollywood elites like a Sharon Tate, and the other people that died with Sharon Tate that horrible night. You guys might remember this also. Or you guys might know not know this. And this is just new to you right here. Does this come from Wikipedia? And I know people are going to say Wikipedia is not the most reliable sites. But trust me, everybody goes to Wikipedia to get information. Everybody looks at Wikipedia. So just chill your bricks on that. In 1971, Manson was convicted of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder for the deaths of seven people, including the film actress Sharon Tate. The prosecution contended that while Manson never directly ordered the murders, his ideologies constructed an overt act of conspiracy. Now, for people that don't know what ideology is, it is a system of ideas and ideals, especially one which forms the basis of economic or political theory and policy, the science of ideas, the studies of their origin and nature. So basically, somebody's ideas and that they just believe it so much that if people want to believe it, they follow that ideology as well. Just like the Christian base. Religious is basically somebody's ideology. Okay? Now, as you just heard me read, the prosecution, even though they know he was not around during those murders, he still put those murders on Charles Manson because his ideology on his people had them go over and kill those people or commit those murders. Now, if you take what Trump did that fateful day, January 6th, his ideology of basically telling the people that the election was stolen from us and all that other stuff, it caused a big insurrection there. How is he not charged with something yet? I understand we got to go through all the legal ramifications. We got to go through these legal hoops and jump around and dance and all this type of crap. I just don't understand how people in those seats are allowing this crap to happen. Whether you are a Republican, whether you are a Democrat, whether you are independent, it don't matter to me. I don't give two dams. What are we doing here? This man had his legion of followers go up there and do these things. And you guys still waited all that time to now get a subpoena and subpoena this man to say turnover documents and all these other things. It just doesn't make sense to me. If this was a regular civilian, you guys would have already nabbed up the civilian. But since it is a former president, what does that mean? This man was no longer president or he was already about to be ousted as president when this insurrection happened. Yeah. He's about to be ousted because he was in his final last like days of being president before Biden got sworn in 
I still don't understand how you guys are not nabbing this man up immediately. As soon as Biden became president, you guys should have nabbed Donald Trump up if you guys were afraid of him still being president at that moment. There is no way on God's green a regular civilian would have gotten the exact same treatment that Donald Trump did if they would have had this exact situation. No. No. It doesn't make sense to me. So to finally get in here that you guys are finally subpoenaing him, that's great. That's why I titled this episode, Finally. It's not because of Kanye topic, because Kanye, I'm about to get to you next. But it's about this. This is big. This is bigger than all the other crap that was peddled and pushed to everybody's timeline and everybody's freaking social media pages this freaking week. This right here is big because finally, we're going to see if Donald Trump is going to be headed with something, is going to be smacked with something. And if he does, I want you to smack him with the hardest punishment that you can give him because that is not right. Me as a civilian, me as a person that watched that crap, me as a person that had to go on freaking social media and see everybody talking about this, and we all, about a good 80% of people all said, what the hell is this? What are we witnessing? What What's happening to... What is going on? 80% of people that I've seen flooding timeline through that time is still, when you think about it and you hear about it now for people, 80% of people will still say, what did we witness that day? We witnessed a crime. And for you guys to not have had Donald Trump locked up since that day is still wild as hell to me. But hey, we'll see as November 4th comes around, we'll see as November 14th come around, what will happen? Is Donald Trump going to fight it? Which I probably think he's going to fight it. And if the courts hear it out, I want the courts to throw that out and have him stand in front of the committee. That's what should happen. You should stand in front of the committee and answer for that crap that you had put in motion at that day. But we shall see. Now on to the next topic. Kanye West, I told you I was going to get to you, and let me start by saying this right now, and I want to put a big disclaimer right here. For anybody that is not black, please do not say nothing to me if you see me in public about this. You can have conversations, but I do not want to hear like harsh language used against me about my opinions that's about to come out of my mouth about Kanye West and all this type of stuff. What I'm about to say, I hope isn't that controversial to a lot of people, but if it is, one, I want to apologize off top. I don't think I'm going to say anything too drastic or too crazy. I don't, but certain people, we live in a real sensitive age that they can't handle certain languages, and I don't think I'm going to use really offensive language when I say what I say. But again, it's good to have that disclaimer put in front. So again, one, I apologize if you feel that I'm about to, uh, you feel that I said anything wrong or discriminative towards you. As I just said, don't say nothing to me if you're not a black individual, because Kanye West is part of the black community, even though he is trying to do his damnedest to alienate himself. America and the world will still see him as a black man, period. So guess what? He still holds the badge of a black person. And even though certain black individuals want him to get out of our hair because of his comments that he has said, ladies and gentlemen, Kanye West still represents black people as a whole. It doesn't matter. It don't matter. Black people are going to be looked at as a black person. A rich black person is still going to be looked at as one of the figureheads of the black community. And people are going to say that's not true. 
but it is. It is. So, again, if you are not black, do not come up to me with your harsh words about what I'm about to say about Kanye West. Kanye, my guy, shut your mouth. I need you to stop talking to people that do not mean to do you any good at all. And for what I am saying, and for people that don't know, the family of George Floyd plans to file a $250 million lawsuit against Kanye West at the time of this recording, as I'm saying this, as it's come from NPR, as it reads, the family of George Floyd announced Tuesday that they will file a $250 million lawsuit against Kanye, the rapper formerly known as Kanye West, following his comments he made about George Floyd's death on the podcast Drink Champs. To give people some back history on what Kanye said on Drink Champs, and this is a real short and condensed version of it, Kanye said on Drink Champs that George Floyd did not die because of the police officer Derek Chauvin's knee on George Floyd's neck. He died because fentanyl was in his system. Now, as we all know from Derek Chauvin's uh, trial and from the medical coroner, examiner, Everybody knows that that's not the truth. That is a complete lie. George Floyd died because of him not having oxygen. It was called asphyxiation. He just could not breathe. So that had nothing to do with fentanyl. So the family hears this. And so the family has now decided to, well, sue Kanye. As it reads, the family seeks damages for defamation, harassment, and more. The lawsuit will be filed by Roxy Washington, the mother of Gia Floyd, George Floyd's only daughter and the sole beneficiary of his estate. Washington plans to sue Ye, his business partners and associates for harassment, misappropriation, defamation, and infliction of emotional distress seeking, hear this, $250 million in damages according to a statement from the Washington's attorneys. Kanye West and his associates, whoever else that the Floyd family wants to put into this lawsuit, will have to pay up $250 million if this lawsuit goes ahead and the judge or whoever's going to be looking at this lawsuit says that, yo, Kanye, you went out of your pocket and now this is, you got to pay these, well, pay George Floyd's daughter, paid his family $250 million. Now, let me start off with this. I don't think they're going to get $250 million. I don't. People might say there's already a precedent to this because of Alex Jones and his Sandy Hook situation and the case that came down on Alex Jones have him almost having to pay nearly $1 billion to the Sandy Hook families. I want people to think about this. Kanye West just said those comments last Saturday on the Drink Champs interview. His comments got hit up and now the George Floyd family this Tuesday, decided to hit him up with a lawsuit. Now, if you remember, Alex Jones has been saying this stuff about Sandy Hook for years. And you go back and you listen to some of the court hearings from the victims and the families that had to deal with people harassing them for years based off of what Alex Jones said to them. The one thing that's a constant is years, years. That's the reason why, in my belief, I am not a lawyer, but if you look at it, they were being harassed literally for years about people saying that their kids were actors. This thing did not happen. It's not real. That was years. 
of trauma and harassment that came towards those families. Kanye West just said those comments last Saturday, and he got picked up by the George Floyd family, even probably even before Tuesday when they decided to file. It probably hit them up literally that Saturday, that Sunday, and they called up a lawyer that Monday to get everything filed up. I'm just saying, I'm speculating this. This is not me saying what's the truth, but you just got to think about it, okay? Because I don't think no lawyers are open on a Saturday or a Sunday. Normal business hours for any type of business is usually a Monday. They open up, so I'm just using national, like, brain power here, okay? So, how can he cause you that much harassment for $250 million? Now, defamation, yes, because that was false. <laughs> that was false information that Kanye was put out there, which has already been obliterated by the medical coroner in Derek Chauvin's trial. That has already been obliterated. That's already been taken care of. So, Kanye West spread misinformation. So, yes, defamation completely. Harassment, I'm not sure if they're really going to nail that. They probably will to some degree. Uh, misappropriation, probably. It all depends on the wording of what they can get for that. And infliction of emotional distress, bringing it back up after George Floyd's death has been already happened two years ago. Derek Chauvin's trial happened one year ago, and now this is their first year fully. Yeah, I can see some uh, emotional distress coming in. So yes. Do I think they're going to get 250 million? No. Do I think they're going to get some money out of this? Hell yes. They're going to get some millions out of this because right now Kanye West has a big target on his back for everything of what he has said from having the t-shirt for the white lives matters for what he said about the Jewish community in the tweets and just him just trying to really alienate himself. Kanye West sit your ass down and this is coming from a person that actually tries to see things from other people's perspective i have said on this podcast blatantly that you are having mental issues which has already been documented well thoroughly and that you are simply just not all the way there because of certain situations that has happened in your life. Traumatic situations, your mother dying, you getting to a car wreck. All these things play into play into the man or the person that you are today. Everything in life from a regular normal human being, everything in their life contributes to who they are today. I say that with you too, Kanye. Everything that has happened to you contributes to the person that you are today. So I'm telling you as a person that tries to see everything from everybody's side, and I really do, from me to you, sit your ass down and stop doing interviews with people that do not care about your well-being. I'm going to say this right now. Stop doing interviews with people that do not give two dams about your well-being because they're only looking for clicks. They're only looking for those mighty dollar clicks because somehow when you get clicks, guess what? The uh, money revenue starts coming in and I, it's a whole different algorithm game that I don't even know yet. I still got to work that in, but I guarantee you these YouTubers be popping in with all these damn clicks and they be flossing with money, which is crazy to me. But it's an all algorithm game. Is not a subscription-based 
model like Patreon and all these other things that I can see, okay, how people are getting money like that. Cool. But for YouTube and these clicks, it's still weird to me. But anyway, I digress. Kanye, don't do no more interviews until you are well and balanced. And people might say, Gerald, he's well and balanced now. He just wants to alienate. No, Kanye is not well and balanced because this would not be coming out of his mouth if he was a well and balanced human being. Certain people out here, they mean to cause controversy. They do that. Do I think Kanye tries to cause controversy on certain things? Hell yes. He's an entertainer. He has to have people talk about him. That is what being an entertainer is. When people are on a movie, guess what? When the movie is done wrapping up, guess what? You got to do a press run to hype up your movie, especially when it's about to come out. You got to do all these different things where interviewers are going to ask you questions about your past life or your past experience with a certain director or a certain cast member or all this type of crap. That's kind of what happens when, when you're a musician, when you're having a album about to be released. Guess what? You got to go do these interviews with all these different interviewers and all these different radio uh, personalities, all these different podcast people, because again, podcasts are a thing now. It's hit that landscape. You're doing all these things to sell some type of product. Right now, what Kanye is selling, I have no idea if people want to say, well, he's trying to put out a product. I don't know what product he's trying to sell to us right now. What product is Kanye trying to sell? What is it? I don't I don't see it yet. People will say the Black Lives the White Lives Matter t-shirt. Guess what? Okay, cool. He already did that. He already did that with his freaking fashion show. This is more than trying to sell something. This, I don't know what this is. I still champion Kanye personally because he is a black man doing things his way. And even though it is destructive, he's still doing things his way. I champion him, but I don't like the way that he's going about doing this. You are causing destruction, not just to you, but to anybody that is associated with you, Kanye. You are causing mass destruction because now the people that are surrounded by you, they have to be questioned for your well-being because they're going to be looked at with a side eye saying, you wrong with this crazy person? This your man's. That is the type of action that these people are going to get whenever they are literally questioned about you. That's not a good position to be put in. Trust me, I have been put in those positions wildly enough, literally going to a predominantly white school and only having certain black individuals there and they probably didn't act the way that the white individuals wanted them to act aka teachers wanted these black individuals to act and they saw them as lesser than me being the person who acted right because I got treated right at home who got taught hey yo just go to school be on your best behavior do what you do and just get home that was literally my upbringing and me doing that. I was literally positioned in a spot that white people will look at me literally different from all the other black individuals. That's not me trying to tell a lie to you. That's me telling you literally the honest to God truth. And that is what it is. I was literally separated from them. And sometimes I will even get told, and I think I've said this before, like in the earlier episodes of certain white Classmates saying, you're not like the rest of them. That, do you not know how crazy that sounds? Again, for anybody that's not white, I guarantee you they have probably been told that before. You're not like the rest of them. 
That is exactly what's going to happen with anybody that's associated with Kanye. If they see how this person's acting compared to them rocking around with Kanye, they're going to look at them and say, yo, you don't act like Kanye. You act civil. You act civilized. You act, you have some decorum. You're not going off the wall. You're not spazzing. And that person might be Kanye's friend, and they hear that, they take that as, yo, I know what you're trying to say to me, and I know you're trying to think that's a nice thing to say to me, but, yo, you gotta watch your tone, dog. This gets real weird. This whole thing with Kanye gets real muddy. It gets real, real muddy. That's all I can say right now. Because I'm really just trying to figure out what's going on with Kanye as a man. What's going on with Kanye mentally? Because this is a mental thing. I don't know what's going on. If Kanye is trying to alienate himself, fine. Don't pay Kanye West no attention. Because when you do that, guess what? You're only adding more fuel to the fire and you're giving the monster or the beast or whatever you want to call him what he wants. Don't pay him no attention if you feel that he just wants that attention. Don't give it to him. But if you genuinely care about this man's mental health and his well-being and you have the connections to him, talk to him. See what's going on with him. See and actually meet up with him and have those conversations, literally, because that needs to happen. This is a great genius that we have on our hands. And people might say we throw that title around genius too much and Kanye West is not a genius. You got to be shitting me. If you think Kanye West is not a genius, think about that. He has everybody talking about him when he has nothing to push right now. But before then, he had a lot of people buying freaking bummy Versace style homeless looking clothes. I'm sorry, that thing still bothers me. People are willing to buy holes in their freaking shirts and pants on purpose. And I'm not talking about like a slit in the knee, slit on the bottom. No, dog, there's hella holes in all his merchandise from time to time. Did you see? And people would just buy it. I don't understand how people are willing just to buy clothing with holes in them like that. That made no sense to me. Some of his shoes are freaking disgusting, ugly, and people still bought them because of his Kanye's name. How the hell is that not a genius? You got to break that down to me, how that's not a genius. And you had all these companies wanting to work with him. And damn it, they did. And now, with this situation happening, you have Balenciaga pulling out. And they're cutting ties with Kanye. They had a, a long, long standing relationship with Kanye West. And they decided to say, yo, I can't be with you. Because you right now are literally going too wild out here. And we're cutting ties with you. That is absurd and nuts when you think about it a person that has been rocking with you so long that's like if nike were to literally cut ties with tiger woods that is crazy that is my analogy to it balenciaga was rocking with kanye through all the crazy mess that he has said before all of it and now this has taken the cake and say nope we're cutting ties with you sit down kanye Sit down, take a breather, do whatever you got to do to get yourself right. Go see your children. Talk to your children. Have some relations. I'm not saying that you don't talk to your children. You don't see them. I don't want that to come off as that because black men, we already get a bad reputation with children and baby mamas and all that type of stuff. We already get that bad reputation. Trust me, I am self-aware about that. 
So I want to make that perfectly clear. I'm not saying Kanye West does not see his kids. I'm saying go see them and just talk with them and probably just chill with them more. And also, there's only a little... Uh, Kim Kardashian will allow you to do that. You guys are going through y'all divorce battle now. And yes, they are actually getting a divorce. I know a couple episodes I said that they're still technically married. But after going through some research, they are going through a divorce battle right now. So there we go here. If Kim will allow you to go see your children, which I'm pretty sure she probably should have no problem with this. Because I think that she knows that you will never want to harm your children. You're not going to harm your children. I think that she will allow you to see your kids. You need to see them. You need to get yourself right. You don't need to be doing interviews with anybody. You need to sit down and you actually need to have these conversations with people that actually love and care for you mentally, not just the dollar sign, not just for what you can do for their life. No, but literally have these conversations with people that literally you benefit them. They benefit you. You guys have these equal standing with each other because if you had the exact same equal standing that you think you did with Nori. I don't understand how this Drink Champ podcast, this comment would still have been in that Drink Champs interview or podcast. I don't understand how it would even happen. I don't. It doesn't make sense. I saw the first Drink Champs with Kanye on it, and yes, he said some crazy things, but it stayed more on the rapper side. It stayed on talking about his uh, greatest um, signing, his worst signings. He talked about himself doing versus battles. He talked about a plethora of other things still going on with business as well, but it stayed more on that side of, okay, this is what we're talking about, rap, business, and sometimes even personal stuff. Cool, fine, whatever. This one went completely off the rails, way different from the first one. It's just weird to me how somebody in the drink champs situation didn't say, yo, yo, we can't throw this out here out. We can't, we can't do this. We can't put this out. I don't understand how. I understand that certain people want, again, the clicks and the downloads and the listenership. I get it. Being in this field, trust me, you try to do everything you can. But once you have this respect that you have with someone, the way that Nori has with Kanye, because on that last interview that he had with Nori, he said that he named his daughter North after him. That tells you that Kanye has a lot of respect for Nori. Nori, your crew should have never allowed this damn podcast to go out there like that. If you have that exact same respect, the way that Kanye says that he has for you, you should have had enough sense to say, you're my brother, I'm not going to put you in that situation. Yes, you might be doing some stupid shit over somewhere else, but I'm not going to allow you to do that here because I have so much respect for you because you have that respect for me. We have that equal footing with each other. This, this was not it. This wasn't it. And Nori's on this whole apology tour. Congratulations, you're on an apology tour. But dog, you might get slapped up with that freaking defamation uh, lawsuit too with Kanye. Who knows? Revolt might be as well. I don't know. We just have to wait and see. But Kanye, stop doing interviews, dude. Sit down. Stop it. Get some legitimate help. This comes from a guy that really wants to see you succeed. You succeeded in a lot of things. But right now, this is a complete failure. Get some help, man. Seriously, get some help. Do that. Life is way too short. You don't want people to remember you as this raving freaking lunatic instead of the great man that you have been. Literally, you are a great black man. I don't want people to really just see you as their lasting image of you being the way you are now. No. People say they miss that old Kanye. That is the type of Kanye I want people to remember. 
that old Kanye, that guy, not this guy right here. Please sit down, get some help. Please talk to people that actually care about you instead of using you for some clout and clicks. This is coming from a guy that really just actually cares. All right. Now on to Tyler Perry. As this comes from BlackEnterprise.com, as it reads, Tyler Perry fired his accountants after finding out the IRS owed him $9 million in return. Filmmaker Tyler Perry shared a past experience where he had to face the IRS, except he revealed to be on the receiving end after an audit revealed the IRS owed him $9 million in return. Tyler Perry will be at a conference, Earn Your Leisure conference this year, and he would tell the story as it would go... So this audit went on for three years, Perry said. I'm spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in accounting with the accountants for the audit, and I'm getting so mad and so furious. We get to the end of the audit, and they, the IRS, owed me $9 million he shared. Perry shared that although his team of accountants were elated about the return, the actor made an executive decision to fire the team responsible for his accounting, wondering how they missed him paying $9 million. Everybody gone. I had to stop going to H&R Block for my taxes at some point, he joked with the conference's audience. I learned in progress and it's okay, Perry said. Listen to me. In business, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to learn. You have to learn, but don't let it keep happening over and over again. That's one thing about me. I'll let you make a million mistakes, but you can't do the same thing over and over again. That's how I run my business. Here's the mistake. Let's fix it. Let's move forward, he said Reportedly, Perry got the agent from the IRS removed from the case and replaced with one of his supervisors. So, $9 million, the IRS owed Tyler Perry. Now, I'm not sure how that whole thing works. Do they give him back a $9 million check? Do they try to hold on to that until the next year and say, well, technically, you don't owe us for this, or they try to deduct it for the money that he will be owing next year? I don't know none of this stuff about taxes and all this type of stuff with all that stuff. That just seems completely disgusting to me. I don't know. I know I'm going to have to learn about it soon. I, this whole thing just seems weird. It seems big weird. It doesn't... You know what's funny? People get car taxes. People get house taxes to tell you how much you got to pay for the house, land, cars, if you do happen to have these things. You get those type of taxes to let you know, okay, this is how much you owe, so here's what you pay. Bong, bong, there it is. Somehow, at the end of the year the beginning of the year, you got to figure out your taxes, your employment taxes, literally. You got to figure it out. You got to go to somebody to calculate all this crap up, to fill in and send off your paperwork over to the IRS. They'll look it over and all this type of stuff and say, if you owe this, you owe that. Why don't they send you a paper telling you how much you owe in taxes? Just like point blank, here's how much you owe, period. That'll make it much more simpler for everyone. You know exactly what they owe. You know exactly the job and all this type of stuff. It's not like you guys don't have a document to that who is like working at a company or something. It's weird because when a company like you read up or you sign up for, to work for a company, they ask for your name, your location, uh, your zip code, your freaking social security number, that stuff is all put into that company's 
straight up data frame. And I would think that that data frame from that company should get in contact with the IRS, get in contact with the government and say, okay, this is where this person is working and the IRS should have that on their files. It's weird, weird to me. And once you get fired, all right, cool. You go to another job within the exact same year, you go through the exact same motion and this alerts the IRS or whoever is in the government. All right, this person has moved on to this job here. Bang. I don't understand it myself. I don't. I hope to find out about this later, sooner, whatever. I just know that I just don't understand this, man. It's weird. But the congrats to Tyler Perry, though. He found out that uh, the IRS owed him $9 million. I just wonder how he got that back, or did he ever get it back? Something tells me that. They probably held on to that and probably say, well, we're deducting it for your next year's uh <laughs> taxes. So who's to know and who's to say? Now, on to the final uh, topic I want to talk to you guys about. It goes to Elon Musk, as it goes from Business Insider, as it reports, Elon Musk reportedly told investors that he plans to get rid of nearly 75% of Twitter, well, 7,500 workers. Musk told prospective investors in his deal to buy Twitter that he planned to get rid of nearly 75% of the company's 7,500 workers, according to the internal documents and interviews by the Washington Post. Musk deal to buy Twitter for $44 billion is expected to close by next Friday in good faith after a months-long year battle with Twitter. The Post found that even if Musk does not end up buying Twitter, massive layoffs would still be in the picture for the social media company. Twitter's current management reportedly planned to slash the company payroll by about $800 million by next year regardless of the deal, which the Post said would mean at least a quarter of Twitter's workforce would have to depart. Insider could not independently verify Twitter and Musk's plans for layoffs, and Twitter could not be immediately reached for comment. So, Twitter is going to lay off a lot of people either way. So, if this whole deal does not happen, they said they're planning to lay off, what, about a quarter of their staff, but if it does happen... My man is laying off 75%. So he's leaving that other quarter here. So it's better for workers if Musk does not buy Twitter because only 25% of them will be gone. But if Musk buys Twitter, 75% of you will be without a job. So you got to figure out what's the good for you. And here's the deal. As a Twitter user, I want to know what's going to happen with Twitter point blank. What does... What do these people do at Twitter for only for there to be only 7,500? Twitter is a big thing. People use Twitter. People use it to promote. People use it to advertise. People do a lot of things. Well, advertising is promoting. But you get my drift. People just free think. They tweet things out just for craps and giggles. They tweet things out to inform people. Shoot, a lot of people's news come from Twitter because they check that a lot during the day. So what is going to happen if 75% of these people are gone from Twitter, I don't understand it. So if the network or the app crashes, you only got only a finite amount of people trying to work to fix that crash. I, I don't understand. Under the Elon Musk rule, is it going to have robots or are you going to have an artificial intelligence already planted into Twitter to fix everything up if it happens to crash or it happens to what's going to happen that is the intriguing part for me with Elon Musk buying Twitter that's intriguing to me 
what is going to happen to Twitter as a whole thing. It's real interesting because, again, I'm a Twitter user. I like Twitter. I've been on Twitter. I think Twitter is the longest uh, social media site that I've actually ever been on in my whole entire life. So for me, it's going to be interesting. Is it going to be like old Twitter where everybody just let everything fly? And I mean, just everything ring off. Or is it going to be a more PC Twitter? You can't tweet out more things that you wanted to tweet out. We're already kind of restricted a little bit on it. But what's going to happen? Is it going to get more wild or is it going to get more PC? Or is it going to get more intelligent? Or you, I don't understand it myself. I just know that this thing is above me and I just can't wait to see what happens. So by next Friday, either Elon Musk will have bought Twitter or the deal was rescinded and he didn't buy Twitter. So those are only two options by next Friday. We shall see. Well, this Friday coming, we shall see how this whole thing goes down. Now, with that all being said, let me get you guys out of here. On Twitter, you can find me at, at my two podcasts, Instagram, my two cents podcast G2. And my email is my two cents pod at yahoo.com. That's only if you want to email me about anything. You can email me about topics that I missed, if I didn't cover something uh, so eloquently, if I happen to uh, just say something that you didn't like, that email is there for you too email is there for anybody if you want to contact me about any business opportunities potential business opportunities the email is there i mean just anything it's there i also have in the episode description i have the national suicide hotline please call up that number i do not want anybody to pass away i do not want anybody to uh commit suicide or anything of that magnitude please call that number because you have no idea who you are affecting when you do that because a lot of people are wanting to see you win there are people on this earth that want to see your face you have no idea what type of room you are lighting up when you walk in if you feel down please call that number please do so i also want to say thank you to apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, podmeme audible all these other uh sites that keep me on their <laughs> podcast sites because again they could kick me off at any time they feel like it but they allow me to be here i really fully do uh, appreciate that now always remember I love you all. I thank you all. I really do appreciate you guys for downloading the episode. I see it every week. I check the charts and it means a lot to me. It really does. As I am going and making my way up to episode 100. Trust me, you guys have no idea how much this really truly means to me. So I really do appreciate you guys. Also, for the people that watch and listen to professional wrestling, I have two episodes out now. My Saturday episode, Wrestling Highlights of the Week, and my episode now that I just released today along with this episode. And it is the recap of WWE's NXT's uh, Halloween Havoc that just happened last night. So if you want to listen to those, they're out there for you. Now, I want you guys to have a great uh, week. Please don't be a dick. Don't be an a-hole. Just please love each other and try to find some compassion for each other as we all go throughout this whole uh, thing called life. So, please uh, be well. Now, with that being said, this isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again next Sunday. I love you all. I thank you. This has been My Two Cents Podcast presented by G2. And with that being said, Kanye, could you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.